Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. In the case of the secret code, Willie starts getting strange messages on his computer. Could they really be from God? Chapter 7. Where's Coco? Willie's heart leaped to his throat as he heard the tire squeal. Grandpa raced around the corner of the house, and Willie turned and went back through the house. Willie plastered his face to the front window and breathed a sigh of relief. Some kids were playing baseball in the street. A car zoomed past them. Stay out of the street, the driver yelled at one boy. He watched as Grandpa asked the kids if they had seen Coco. Two of them shook their heads. The boy who had been yelled at said something that Willie couldn't hear clearly and pointed down the street. Grandpa nodded, waved a thanks, and turned back to the house. One of them saw Coco about a half hour ago, Grandpa said as he came in the front door. He probably hasn't gone very far. Willie looked up with tears in his eyes. It's my fault, Grandpa. Grandpa cradled Willie's head against his chest. There, there, now, it's just as much my fault as it is yours. I left the gate open. But I yelled at him, Willie said. I hit him. Well, you said he did something bad. I know that doesn't excuse you for hitting him, but I'm sure Coco isn't mad at you. He loves you, and he knows that this is his home. I doubt if he's gone very far. Grandpa tilted Willie's face toward his. Has Coco ever run away before? Never, Willie sniffed. I'll tell you what, I'll drive around the neighborhood and look. Maybe I'll see him, and he'll hop right in the car. What about me, Willie asked. One of us has to be here in case he decides to come back, Grandpa explained. Willie nodded, although he would rather be out looking for Coco. Losing Coco made Willie forget how happy he was to break the latest code from G period, O period, D period. He tried playing with his computer, but he couldn't concentrate. Every five minutes he would wheel to the back door and call for Coco, then go to the front porch and look down the street. An hour went by. Finally, Willie heard Grandpa's car drive in the garage. Please, God, he prayed, please let Coco be with Grandpa. The door opened, however, and Grandpa entered, without Coco. I, I don't understand, Willie said. I'm sorry, Willie, I didn't see him. I covered the whole neighborhood. But I don't understand, Willie repeated. Grandpa bent down in front of Willie. What don't you understand? I prayed and asked God to let you find Coco, Willie said, almost in tears. He answered my prayer about the library book. Why didn't he answer this prayer? Grandpa let out his breath and looked at the floor for a minute before replying. Willie, you have to understand that God is God. He has his own reasons for the things he does. Sometimes he lets things happen that we understand much later. Sometimes things happen that we won't understand until we get to heaven. Grandpa stood up, and sometimes we make mistakes, and he allows us to live with the results of those mistakes. That's how we learn, as painful as it may be. Willie's stomach did flip-flops from everything that had happened. He felt angry, sad, and worried about Coco. Even though he knew better, he felt angry at God, too, for not bringing Coco back. Most of all, he felt angry at himself. What What do we do now, Grandpa, he said finally. Well, I think we should just wait and see if Coco comes home. It'll be dark in about two hours. Let's see if Coco gets homesick about then. Two hours came and went, and Coco didn't return. As it got darker and darker outside, Willie grew more and more worried. He jumped when the phone rang. Hello, this is Willie Teller, he answered. Willie, this is Chris, he heard the voice on the phone say. Did you have any more luck with the code? Yeah, I solved it, Willie said without enthusiasm. You solved it? That's great, Chris said. But you don't sound too happy. I'm not. 
"'Coco's run away,' Willie said. "'Oh, no,' Chris said. Willie heard his voice muffle as he told someone else about Coco. Then Maria came on the line. "'Willie, we'll call the other shoebox kids. "'If Coco's not back by morning, we'll all be there. "'We'll search until we find Coco.' "'The first thing Willie did the next morning "'was to stick his head out the back door. "'Coco! Here, Coco!' "'But there was no answer.' When he didn't see anything up or down the street out front, Willie called Chris and Maria. Before long, Mrs. Shoe's car pulled up out front. All the shoebox kids were ready to search. Let's start with a plan, Mrs. Shoe said. She laid out a map of the town. Mill Valley isn't very big, so if we work in pairs, we can cover everything on this side of the river this morning. A dog that small is not likely to go farther than that, Grandpa said as he handed out sack lunches to everyone. "'Willie and I will look downtown,' Chris said, nodding to Willie. "'That will make it easier for Willie and me to get around.' Willie self-consciously played with the rails on his wheelchair. "'Well, if that's everything,' Mrs. Shoe said. "'Wait!' Willie held up his hand. "'I almost forgot.' He wheeled back to the computer room and pulled out a large slip of paper. "'I made this last night on my computer,' Willie said, unfolding it. The group read the poster Willie had created. "'Dog lost.' In the middle of the poster was a drawing that looked a lot like Coco.' I thought this might help, Willie said. It will, Mrs. Shoe said, giving him a hug. We'll find Coco. Let's stop by the church and make copies of the poster. Then we can put them up all over town. Willie and Chris rode with Grandpa, while Mrs. Shoe took the others. I'll be back to check on you, Grandpa called after they were unloaded downtown. Don't worry about us, Grandpa, Willie said. We'll be fine. Willie was right. Mill Valley was small enough that many people knew each other, and almost everyone knew Willie. Willie, do you realize how many people around here could be G period, O period, D period? Chris said as they entered a grocery store. It seems like everyone knows you. Did your dad know anything about the computer bulletin board, Willie asked? Only that they don't give out any information about people who use the bulletin board. It's against the law, Chris said. Well, there's another dead end, Willie said. After asking permission to put their poster on the store's yellow bulletin board, Chris began tacking it into place. "'Boy, there are sure a lot of cool things for sale up here,' he said. "'Look, here's an ad for a sailboat.' "'Where?' Willie looked to where Chris pointed. Willie read, "'Wind Jammer Sailboat. Used very little. $1,000. Call 555-1123 Mill Valley.' "'Oh, well, we don't have that much money,' Chris said as he pushed the last thumbtack into the corner of the poster. "'Let's go.' "'Wait!' Willie held up his hand and looked at the ad. Can you get that card down? I don't think we're supposed to do that, Chris said. I just want to look at it, Willie said. Chris shrugged and untacked the card with a sailboat ad. He gave the card to Willie. Willie looked at the ad for a long time, then pulled the wrinkled brown package wrapper from the backpack on his chair. He held the card next to the package. Chris held his breath. It's a match, Willie said finally. This ad is from G period, O period, D period. The story you have heard today is a chapter of The Shoebox Kids, Book 2, The Case of the Secret Code, written by Glenn Robinson, edited and created by Jerry D. Thomas, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.